What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lauren St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what up? What's up? How you doing? How was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What's going on? For once, I'm actually playing something this oh. week. Wow. What are you playing? I am playing Vader Immortal for Oculus, which is dope, 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 dope. To to be able to reach down to your waist, grab a lightsaber, turn it on, and and swing it and stab stuff. It's a Saturday night for me. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's just a Saturday (laughs) night for Rich. (laughs) Rich, what's up with you? Man, I'm chilling. I'm just looking at the Demon Slayer. The, this, I, got, I got caught up with the, the train the train arc. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on the district arc and bangers. Dang I started it. looking at Yellow Jackets. Oh, Yo, yeah. that joint is sick. How yeah. is that? Everyone talks it's, about it. Pretty all right. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm just like, wow, this is uh, pretty graphic stuff here. I like it. it, it um, <laughs> they go there for real. Yeah. Oh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, they are doing the season finale of uh, Attack on Titan season four. So that's out. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, well, I've been writing a lot this week. I had work, so I haven't watched too much. What I have watched, though, was a bunch of throwback content. I watched Ready Player One again. Nice. And yeah. that movie is just great. It's really just great. I watched Friday. <laughs> which, which, Yo, man, that movie is hysterical. I haven't watched it in so long, but just great lines all throughout it. You better put some water on that damn shit. Father is so good in that film. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, I, I rewatched It Man, which anyone looking for good kung fu martial arts film and you haven't seen It Man, IP Man, yeah. you got to watch that one. The first one's great. That 100%. And then I rewatched The Man from Nowhere, which is also a great martial arts film. There's not, there's actually not much martial arts in it, but when they get to the martial arts near the end of the film, it's phenomenal and the story is really enjoyable too so that's kind of i was watching some older content this week i guess funny because i i didn't watch the whole thing but i just started kind of looking through it man 4 just wanted to see like their bruce lee what what they came up with with that and it was all right didn't have the magic of part one rich i'm i'm, I'm all the way in season five of my hero academia dude and huh? this thing gets dark Wow. Like we're on the villains and the villains are fighting more villains. And it's like they're like getting into the psychology of like why you're a lost soul type stuff. Yeah. Like child abuse comes up. Oh my God, Rich. This thing is dark fast. Love it. I love it. I watched that Injustice cartoon. Oh, it's on HBO now, right? How was that? I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not exactly the video game or the comic but i still had a good time with it and i thought how they wrapped it up was pretty clever and yellow jackets yo i'm on season episode two right now i'm I'm late to the game and oh my goodness it's like you don't expect it if you're not aware of what it is you see these like you know uh high school soccer team these girls getting like like you don't think it's gonna get straight up like lord of the flies on you yeah because I, I, I had it saved because i read it and i'm like what is and i'm like i'll save it i'll watch it later and i was like i had nothing to do i turned it on and i was like this is great yeah right and it's dark and it's uh it's so it's guy i can't wait to um watch some more but chris i got a question for you what's that lawrence what do you call iron man without his suit hmm. what do you call iron man without his suit lawrence stark naked oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so 
funny? The COVID kicked in. The COVID kicked in. <laughs> wow. Jack, wow, you're not wow. even going to entertain a little bit. <laughs> Tough crowd, man. Tough crowd. I, I thought yeah. you might have said, like, iron deficient or some crap like that, but stark naked. Stark I was thinking, naked. I was thinking, man. All wonderful, oh, man. all wonderful choices, guys. All wonderful. All wrong. All wrong. <laughs> but let's go down the street, make a left at the corner, right at the stoplight, and we will be at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something off our bookshelf, something out of our toy chest, something out of our video game case, we showcase it to the world that can be sentimental or worth millions of dollars. Back in the day, DC Comics did something unprecedented. They killed Superman. And when they did, everything changed. So I'm showing a couple of books I've had in my collection since, uh, what, 1993 or something, I guess? Yeah. This is my Superman Doomsday and Beyond comic book. Uh, Well, actually, it's not a comic book. It's a book book. What I liked about this is it has (laughs) big, easy-to-read font, and it had all these great pictures in it that, as a kid, I colored them in what i really want to show you though is this one this is the death and life of superman it was a new york times bestseller this is an this is like a real novel 600 pages written by roger stern yo yeah rich so you know how i got it but it somehow is in my collection have you read it no i have not again i found it out of somewhere and here it is it's crazy how wonderfully written this book is It just jumps off the page in a way even the comics did, you know? It's a novel. That's my show-and-tell item, and I do have an honorary show-and-tell item because this doesn't happen too often. But every now and again, when you're in the entertainment industry and tethered to it, your friends book little cool projects, and then sometimes little cool things happen. So this is my Curtis Hoyle, Jason Moore, Topps (laughs) trading card. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Look at that ugly mug. <laughs> I'm sick of Jason, you giving you stuff. He always gives you stuff. He never gives me anything. You know, he doesn't, he, Jason doesn't even know this exists, I think. Oh, Actually, wow. I got one for him for Christmas. Oh, shoot. Nice. But okay. shh, don't, don't tell him. He still hasn't gotten his Christmas present yet. Fair enough. I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. I was perusing through my quote-unquote local comic book shop, which is like three towns over. And um, I was looking for stuff, specifically comic book related, but then I came across a section of Gundam. Ooh. And I used to have Gundam setups. Not the, I, 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 ne- I was never the guy that, that put them together with the glue and everything like that. I just don't have the patience for it. But um, I, usually, I usually get the pre-made characters or, you know, setups. And I got this one from the Unicorn. It was, this is the black this is the one that goes against that goes up against the the main character in the in the unicorn universe. He's in full on um, power mode where you can see the fin here that kind of opens up and it like expands out. That's always cool. I don't have any, but they're really cool. Yeah, they are. Yo, when we get in a, a live action of that, like seeing the oh. Gundam in Ready Player One was such yeah. a jump moment. You that know? was kind of like want- Pacific Rim, right? That was like a step in that direction a little a bit. A step in that direction, but it's still the content's different. The it's, the- it's a older content at that, too. I'm a what Voltron guy, but I appreciate Vol- it. Isn't Voltron just a giant Gundam? Yeah. 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 You know what? No, you want. I would. I really want to know. First of all, I want to visit Japan. And one place that I want to visit is where they have the giant Gundam. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It like comes out, it moves, it articulates a little bit. Yeah. Like when they first, when they built the first one, I was like, yeah, I need to Listen, go there. 
Chris, what you got? So it's a little dusty, but I'm unpacking. So friend of the show, Jim Coover, worked on a book called Justice. Yes. Which is amazing. Uh, uh, illustrated by Alex Ross. It's just, it's just, it's really, really, really a fantastic story. So actually, I was with you, Lawrence, and Jack, you may have been there. We were at a Comic-Con with Ashley also. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I bought this Lex Luthor from Justice, and that's when I first met Jim Kruger, and he signed it to Chris from the other bald egomaniac. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's good, Chris. I thought it was cool. So I've kept it. This nice. is the only figure that I've actually kept in the box because... You can't like, open that. I can't open right. that. You can't open that. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. That, that that was our New York Comic Con days, man. Yeah. My pick, I thought it was fitting because I love Peacemaker and I'm one of the biggest John Cena wrestling fans in the world. And back in the day, my friend had an executive uh, position at the WWE. So I caught this T-shirt, this John Cena <laughs> autographed T-shirt right there. I guess oh, anybody could have scribbled on it, but I believe John Cena did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right there, John Cena. This is when he, like, he first came out in like the jeans and the the shorts and stuff like that. I've had this for a while, uh, and you know his his whole thing was you know never back down, never quit. That's cool. You nice. can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. We got some really cool Batgirl news. Right. So first up, let's hit the rumor mill first. Rumor mill. Apparently, Dylan O'Brien and some other actors have been going in for a casting for Dick Grayson slash Nightwing. Mm. There might be a Dick Grayson Nightwing in this Batgirl movie. And they already showed they were they were filming somewhere in Europe. I forget. But there's a mural that's gone up like people painted a mural of Batman and Robin. So somewhere in this world, Batman and Robin does exist or has existed. And we might get a Nightwing in it. And if so, then that means that Flashpoint definitely changed things. Because in Batman v Superman, it was established that Joker and Harley Quinn killed Dick Grayson slash Robin. Right. So things might have changed here. We'll see. It's a rumor. Also, we got a first look at Batgirl's costume and like, yo, there's it something about it, it. It looks freaking great to me, guys. It looks great. All right. How can you complain? It's exactly... Rich. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Like, it looks alright. You know what? Some I've seen a lot of hate for it, yeah. but you know, it, with, with you, you give something that looks exactly out of the comics, people complain. They change it. They're like, oh, it's not true to the source material. They complain. The same so, people are complaining that she's not white because it's not true to the source material. Or the same people complaining that this com- this costume that <laughs> exactly is accurate. No, but, it's, it's it's, but it's exactly ripped from the ripped directly from the pages. And if this, and I want to say this for you comic book heads that are Batman fans but don't know too much about Batgirl. Barbara Gordon was Batgirl before she became part of the Bat family. She struck out her on her own first which means she made this costume by herself first she didn't have the billion dollar wayne enterprises tech or the resources if anything in the comic books and it changed over time she was wearing kind of a batman halloween costume the night of her first outing and then she augmented that so this is a perfect year one do-it-yourself superhero costume i don't know what the problem is and it's the comic book. Moving on, the CW has picked up Robert Rodriguez's Zorro show 
which is going to give us a female Zoro. They're gender swapping Zoro on the CW. No. You know, they're going to go crazy. No. I, I love this. First is Robert Rodriguez, El Mariachi Desperado. Second, we're getting Zoro, Wilmer Valderrama on Disney Plus. So we're already getting Zoro anyway. And if people are mad about this, y'all need to stop pretending like you care about Zoro. Wait, wait, you never wait. cared about Zoro. <laughs> I don't know how much I cared about Zoro. So you're telling me not only are they going to give us a Spanish version of Zoro, they're going to give us a female version of Zoro on top of it? Yes, Heads are going to explode. Heads are going wow. to explode. It, are they going to call her Zora? Or, or Zoro. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I love it. It's a great idea, especially if it picks up off of like the lineage of Zorro, kind of like what the, uh, Antonio Banderas films did. Like he wasn't the first one to don it. He got it. Yeah. He, he trained under the first guy. You know, I actually started going back and rewatching that. <laughs> first one's great. Movie. First but one's great. You know great. what? That would mean the original Zorro was. <laughs> Was uh, was that an- that was an Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins was the original in the movie. Wow. Moving on from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Batman has gotten a rating. It's officially PG thirteen. Some thought it might go R, but it's PG thirteen. Mm. I'm not mad at that man. At the end, what of are the they day, pulling his punches? Just how angry can a guy get with a PG-13 rating? Angry enough to still sell toys, Jack. This is still Batman, and we need this to gross a billion dollars in the box office. You know who's buying these toys? Us. Wait, no, 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 no. (laughs) Spitmaster, who does the the, the small G.I. Joe size series, um, they've been doing it for a couple years now. They already leaked pictures of figures from the Batman. They're already in Target here. And are you know who's buying some in Target? You know already. who's still buying those? We are. There you I go. <laughs> but you don't want to alienate a whole people group. So, and Batman never needs to be rated R. It just doesn't. You don't need it to, especially a cerebral noir detective story. Doesn't need to be R. Yeah, because what do you need? You're not gonna have any hard. You don't have that many f bombs. You don't really need nudity. Is not gonna add to the story. It's not gonna be like a sex filled violence. So. I want. Well, yeah, but you can most, still get away with a lot of violence in PG thirteen. Most Batman comic books don't have like oh, only true. for mature audiences on We're it. Okay, with death and destruction, just not. Yeah, we can't have sex in it, but all the violence in the world is fine. All right, but does that mean we get no blood? No, we can still get blood. We still get blood. How much blood? This is Batman, Jack. I want to see the blood dripping off his knuckles after he takes a few licks. This is the guy that had a heart attack when Superman snapped Zod's neck, everybody. Are we talking about that now? (laughs) No, we're not. not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're moving on. Winds Uh, Jack up and sees what happens. Jack, man, do you got some comic book news you can give to us real quick? Well, I'll tell you, there's two... Pretty big things you might want to keep on your radar. There's um, Flashpoint Beyond is coming out. Um, this is Batman content written by uh, Geoff Johns. He's returning to the Flashpoint miniseries. And the series is going to follow Thomas Wayne's Batman from the Flashpoint universe in this mystery where he basically wakes up and he's like, what the F happened? I thought the whole universe was supposed to be destroyed. I thought I was supposed to be no more. How do, how is it possible that I'm still here? Mm. And it sends him on this series of events where he's got to solve this mystery. The people at DC are incredibly excited about this content. They're saying everyone working on this book is giving 100% to deliver something worthy of the reader's time. This is being developed for the fans. It's going to be a big DC event, and it's going to go down in the history books for DC Comics, what's happening here. 
Wow. So they've been talking a big talk about this content. And honest, I'm pretty freaking excited about it. Around April 5th, you should get the first series. So put it on your radar if that's something you're interested in. It looks like it's going to be uh, pretty exciting. The other thing that's coming out is the 60th anniversary for Spider-Man. And Marvel is doubling down. They're going crazy about it. They want this to be a blowout year for the Spider-Man content. And what they're doing is they're rebooting the amazing story. Rebooting might be the wrong word, but they are reinvesting in the amazing Spider-Man stories uh, for the 60th anniversary. And they've brought together quite a team. They got Zeb wells and john ramita jr to do the art in the story the first guy the first comic book i ever met he signed to the first signature i got in person was from john ramita jr super duper nice guy dude yeah and there's and they're going full out with this um and they're saying peter parker's he's on the outs with fantastic four in this he's on the outs with the avengers this mother effer is on the outs with aunt may in this story (laughs) um and the only person who wants anything to do with them apparently is doc ock who is hot on his tails to do something some quotes from the people working on it they said spider-man doesn't turn 60 every year so this is going to be the biggest run we're cramming in all the WTF moments Spidey could possibly have into this. And Webb and JRJR are going to go down in the history books for the best creative team ever to work on a project. And they're saying this is going to be the project. Rich, do we got any like a little bit of video game news? Uh, Yes. Techland uh, came out. And for those who are not familiar with Techland, they are the developers of Dying Light and Dying Light 2. They came out and said that they will be releasing updates and DLC for a whole five years. Wow. And uh, interesting why they would say that. Because last time for Dying Light, they released a, they, they also did similar stuff. They released uh, season passes. They had four of those um, paid expansions with 19 paid bundles in that and six free bundles. So, I mean, it's interesting. Are you think the game is, support? But do you think the game is going to be so light? They have to like say, don't worry, guys. We're going to be yeah. giving you stuff for five years. Listen, this is what they do. This is like the new thing with video games. They they sit here and they just release the game that's full of bugs, and then they're gonna try to hook you with the DLCs and the, the the season passes and whatnot. Like if you got all this content, just polish the game up. Give us a good game for 60, 60 70 bucks, whatever the price of the games are now, and freaking add the extra stuff later on down the line. Like give me a good game where I don't have to wait for DLCs or patches for it to play right on my system. Right. Wow. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Yeah. Truth. Well said. Well said. But I think it's time to stop agreeing so much. I think it's time to stop. Chris, don't argue with me. (laughs) Because it's time to argue with me. I think it's time for a debate. Let's get ready to rock. Guys, 2022 is looking like a crazy action-packed year. Chris, you talked about years in your recommendation last episode of this banger years well we got another banger year coming and i want to know if you can only watch play or read three things three things that's on your anticipation meter what are those three things and that also means you wouldn't be able to watch read or play anything else let me give let me give a little context for the people listening here are some of the content that's coming out this year 
Obviously, what's already dropped, we got Boba Fett, Peacemaker, Naomi, Superman and Lois, soon to come out this month. We got The Legend of Vox Machina next month. We got Moonfall, Death of the Nile, which is the awesome Agatha Christie follow-up to Murder on the Orient Express. Uncharted is coming out. We got The Batman coming out. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We got the next installment of Fantastic Beast. We have this hysterical film called... The unbearable weight of massive talent. Doctor Strange is coming out. We got Super Pets. Top Gun 2. <laughs> I'm blowing my mind about Top Gun 2. John Wick 4. We got The Boys Season 3. Jurassic World. Lightyear. Set uh, in the world of Buzz Lightyear. We got the next Thor installment. Nope. Black Adam, Secret Headquarters, The Samaritan, starring none other than Sylvester Stallone as a freaking superhero. Amazon is dropping a Lord of the Rings series. We got Mission Impossible 7, Spider-Man's next cartoon, Flash, the Flashpoint movie, which we all dying to see. Black Panther's coming out with another one. Then we got Avatar 2 coming back, Aquaman, Super Mario Brother, Jack Reacher, <laughs> Injustice just dropped on HBO. We got Halo, House of Dragons, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, The Sandman, She-Hulk, Stranger Things 4, and there's a freaking Resident Evil series supposed to come out this year. This year's got some hella content. I can't Ooh. wait to see what you three you pick. Sorry, Chris. There's no venom. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I was getting hyped, and I just was just let down at the end. I know. So many bangers. All right. I'll take it. I'll start off. So what I'm playing is I don't play often, but I need something that's going to last me a while if I do play for 2022. The game that's coming out in 2022 that's going to last me is Gotham Knight because usually the, the campaign and storyline is super long. So I should be good with Gotham Knights. So you're choosing Gotham Knights. What else? It's my game. No, no, no. Top three, period. It is my top three. I broke it down. I, I took one of each. I took a movie. I took a game. And I took a TV series. I'm tripping. Go keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number two is it's gonna be it's gonna make you guys mad but number two is atlanta because i need something different. within the chris within the genre you're still allowed to watch television but like within our genre we're not saying you can't watch tv ever like, <laughs> atlanta. i'm like wait a minute what <laughs> no, it's coming out this year season three's coming out march 24th right but i understand saying, that but <laughs> like within the genre Yo, man, that, wait, hold up, though. It's Atlanta must be some content if he's, like... It is. He's, he's, it, listen, he's either watching that or he's not watching... Uh, Spider-Verse, what, the Batman, or Batman, like, or Black Adam. All right, all right, all right. I'll swap the Batman. No, man, it's your list. It's your list. I'm saying <laughs> you can still watch Atlanta in this world because okay, we're talking okay. genre-specific. Okay, fine, fine. Then the TV show I'm going with, uh, it's a toss-up between Moon Knight... Or Sandman or the boys. I don't know, man. I'm gonna take the boys. I'm gonna say, okay, I'm gonna take the boys season three. That's what I want. Okay. And my movie number one is probably on everyone's list is obviously Sonic the Hedgehog 2. No, I'm joking. It's it's Flashpoint. It's Flashpoint. I'm gonna put it past you, Chris. <laughs> no, <Nah>, it's Flashpoint. <laughs> so, Chris, my question so, is wait. if Venom were an option, would that be on your list? Unfortunately. I'm, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Venom's coming back j- j- January 14th. It's like Christmas Chris, all over again. Chris, I got to ask you a question. So you're telling me you'd rather play Gotham Knights? For the year? Yes. Yes. You don't even know if that game's going to be good. 
Yeah, but at least they keep me busy. For you don't even know that movie's gonna be good. It's PG yeah. thirteen. You know how many bad Batman Most, movies we've look, had? Look. We've had more bad Batman movies than good Batman movies. <laughs> look, is that true? I, can live I don't with know that's true. Let me hear your list. Let me back and live with your list. I know I can live with my choices and my list. I can't live in a world where I'm not seeing the Batman. Well, let's well, see your list. list then. Let's my list. Okay, my list is go. easy, baby. Go ahead, do it. Give me it. The Batman. Yeah. Okay. Flashpoint. Okay. Uh-huh. Spider Verse Two. No Black Adam? I'm good. I'm okay. You're going to watch those three movies over and over and over again and not play any games? Yeah, no games. Yes. Yes. I will watch those movies over and over and over and not play. Let me hear the list again. Flashpoint. Am I not going to see Michael Keaton come back? Yeah, of course. Batman. Who's not seeing the Batman? And Spider-Verse 2? Come on. Are we we serious? You know, Spider-Verse 2 is probably definitely not going to be better than the first one. But it's probably going to be better than Gotham Knights. But it's probably not going to be better than... You don't even play video games like that. You just told us today you started playing games for the first time. That's why he wants it. He's jonesing look, for look, it, boy. Look, video games. Look, this I can see Rich choosing a video game. This is the content I can have for 2022. I know I can stretch. You get mad the if there's no campaign. I've been paying Red Dead Redemption for three years. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. If Red, listen, if Red Dead were coming out, I'd probably put it on my list. Yes. I probably absolutely. would too if Red Dead Redemption 3 was coming out. But guess what? Well, you know what is coming out, though? You got the new God of War, and that first one was phenomenal. I'm not not seeing these movies to play them games. I'm sorry. That's why I live in my life. And Chris, you're not a gamer. So I don't understand your choices. I don't understand your choices. You live with your list, I live with mine. Honestly, I think Chris (laughs) is so far off the mark. Chris is way off the mark. (laughs) Nah, I'm good. I would take a game too, but I wouldn't take that game. Here's my list. Elden Rings. Now, you're going to have something to say about Elden Rings, but here's why it's on my list. One, because the game looks phenomenal. Two, the company doing the game has a long history of phenomenal games under their belt. I mean, these guys created Pac-Man. So they've been in the they've been in the industry forever. Three, if you've ever played a game called Dark Souls, or if or if you've played Neo, which came out a few years back, this game looks like those games on crack. This is a game I could easily spend an entire year playing and probably scratch the surface and have a phenomenal crack time doing or steroids because crack is not a good thing steroids make sense crack, yeah like- that, so that depends <laughs> on your relationship to the crack if you're the one doing the crack you're having a different experience than the person watching the person's <laughs> yes, the crack. That so good. <laughs> experiences so Elden Rings actually might be on the top of my list and what's nice about that is it comes out next month so brothers if you don't see me that's where I am. I might stick with Chris's idea and take a series. If I were going to take a television series, I would definitely take Superman and Lois because, as we know, they're bringing Doomsday in, and I've got high hopes. And season one of Superman and Lois was phenomenal. Thanks. So season two is even close to what season one is, and they're doing that storyline right. I could watch that for a year and be pretty damn happy, which means there are a lot of movies that you're not just gonna that watch. I'm not seeing. <laughs> so if I can only pick one, it's it, tough. I would not have chose Superman and Lois above some of these bangers, even though I love it. I'm thinking about 360 plus days. Yeah, you can I still like, watch. Mark, the... I feel like your list is short sighted. Not what you want to see right now. What you have to last. No, 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 no. Like I, like I said, you can still watch Atlanta. I can still watch Seinfeld. Like I can still watch TV. It's just my, my superhero comic <laughs> geek content. Three things. I'm not going to prison. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs>
Yeah, but I want to I wanna play this game. I would play this game. If, I, would know, if, I know you would play this game. I'm talking about the guy here that don't even play video games. Look, I get 15 <laughs> minutes every two, three weeks. Come on. <laughs> I guess of all the movies, the most anticipated for me would be the Flashpoint movie. Yeah. Let me tell you what my list is, all right? I don't know you're not going to like it. Well, specifically, Lawrence is not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. You don't like I don't anything. Care. You don't like so, anything. If I'm going to be playing any video actor. game, or I should say one video game for the rest of the year, then I'm going to have to go with Starfield. Um, Developer of Bethesda yeah. that made Skyrim. Uh, what else? Fallout. Fallout. Everything. I mean, Bethesda. just the bangers. Uh, you, you have a vast, um, well, what they're promising, a vast RPG out of uh, uh, intergalactic exploration type of joint. Really? I mean, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, peaking the interest, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Infinite, impo- infinite possibilities happening here. After that, if I'm about to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Chris's route. A game, a movie, and a series. Oh, why? Because it makes sense, Lawrence. I'm going to go with Black Adam because I got I to gotta support my man to rock. Do you? I feel like he's doing fine. <laughs> I'm a sport man. <laughs> Choosing. <laughs> Just like it. I'm just a hater today. I hate all your choices. <laughs> so we have to go Black Adam, and um, we talking about a series. Um, I'm up to go into the anime sector and uh, the the rising of the Shield Hero season two. Oh, okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So you, out of all the movies, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Ant Man, Quantum, whatever. Hold on. Wait. 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 First of all, mic check. Mic check. Mic, mic check. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Black Adam. <laughs> All right. Just making sure that you can hear me. All right. Chris, you're laughing way too hard. (laughs) It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy, man. Y'all talking like no one no one wants to see Pattinson's the Batman, like the most anticipated superhero. Nobody said that. No, you will you will go without seeing it, is what you're saying. And that's ridiculous. To the Batman. I go without seeing it for a year. How did the Batman fan not choose the Batman movie? Because there's more Batman and Flashpoint. He's wearing a he chose the Batman video game. Yeah. You know, Gotham Knights don't got Batman in it, right? Ooh. Like, Batman's dead. And Batgirl, Nightwing, and Robin, and Jason Todd are in it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Batman in Gotham Knights. I know. I know you know. I'm very disappointed in you guys, but it's all right. <laughs> I'll be in the movie theaters by myself, apparently, for, for most of my list. Nah, you're going to be sharing seats with COVID the whole year. Hey, man, yep. it would be worth it for Flashpoint, the Batman, and Spider-Verse 2. All right, man, let's get to the reason why we're here. We got a double feature today. It's time for the main double feature event. <laughs> First up, we are we got Eternals, man. For those of you, much like a lot of us, who didn't feel comfortable going to the movie theaters, we missed out on Eternals. But it dropped on that Disney Plus. Disney be doing us. Here's a very, 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 very brief recap. Eternal starts, we get that nice Star Wars kind of scrolling credit thing, introducing us into this world. And pretty much you have these these celestials, these guys that pretty much created reality. And basically, there's these uh, deviants are like these creatures, the alien creatures that touch down on planets and they eat sentient life. Astrum created these Eternals to go to planet Earth, kill the deviants and protect the sentient life. They spent thousand years just killing deviants and eventually they killed all the deviants and they've been waiting to be called back home to go back to the home planet. 
Olympia, but they haven't been called. So over time, they just stayed there and lived amongst the people. Many of our religions, our thoughts, our mythologies are based on the acts that these people did. And eventually we hit our present day where they're living their life. We follow Cersei. She's like this uh, professor uh, of, of, of history. And we meet freaking Jon Snow. He's in there with Cersei. Jon yep. Snow's in love with Cersei, my Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> we meet them and there's a massive earthquake. It shakes up London. And you see her use her powers to protect one of the children, and it's massive. And the devious people has touched down. He learns about who she is. It's her and Sprite. He has like the Loki powers, mischief. He can create illusions and stuff of other people as well as himself. And she can change matter into anything she wants. Not living things, though. It's very important. She can't change living things. Deviants mm. down. Icarus comes save the day. He's pretty much Superman. Literally, they refer to him as Superman. And he's there flying around. Got eye beams coming out of his eyes. And he could not fight this deviant. It looked like the deviant actually was healing itself. Very, very strange. They basically all go, oh, my God, they're back. We got a round up the team and we spend the entire movie rounding up the team as well as going to flashbacks and seeing what they've been doing and how they almost kind of separated from each other they go to ajax place she's like their professor x she's the leader of the team when they get there they find out she's dead a deviant killed her oh my goodness see to see an immortal being dead in front of you it shakes the core of your world they don't know what to do so they go off to find the other uh the other uh, eternals they go see kingo my man played by Kamal Nanjani. The greatest disservice to this freaking film is Kamal because that dude got into peak physical shape. They didn't even get that. Him. They didn't give him a yeah. gratuitous shirtless scene in this. No. I would have demanded it. <laughs> I'm like, grease me up and have me shirtless during this Bollywood routine. They find at him. At least the Bollywood at routine. At least. They find him. He's a massive movie star. He made it so all, like, he made it so he's been his great, great grandfather's grandfather's father. He made sure that he was in the limelight through years and justified it by saying, we're all related. They recruit him. They tell him what's going on. They go to Fina and Gilgamesh and they're kind of living together. And Fina has a mental issue. She has a mental disability because like they've been alive for so long. The memories, she, I forgot what they called it. They gave it a name. It oh, was mad like weary, K. mad, mad something. Yeah, mad K or something like that. And uh, basically, it's like you live so long, the memories start crushing your mind. And that's what's happening to her. So when she sees red, she tries, tries to kill everything. And she's kind of our Wonder Woman here. She, she, she's a vicious goddess of war type character. They tell them what's going on. And they have. And to she's actually the only character in the comics that was female. Really? The, <laughs> other, the rest of the cast that are female in this show were all men in the comics. Well, thank goodness for that. That's called a sausage party. We don't need that in my <laughs> Then they go see Druid, who pretty much is living with people on this land, and he has the ability to control minds, and he basically controls them to live in a way he wants them to. He's our man of peace, quotation mark. They tell him what's going on. Not before the deviants touch down. There's a massive fight, massive fight, massive fight. And Gilgamesh dies in this fight. But one thing they see is that the, the deviant that kills him almost absorbs his power. And yep. now he doesn't, has the ability. Doesn't almost. Uh, he does. He does. Excuse me. He does. But the, Not only his power, his memories. And gets smarter. His ability to communicate gets better. Mm -hmm. Then they go see Fastos, who he's, he has the ability to like 
pretty much create technology, create technology and create it almost in his mind. You see in front of him and then it becomes tangible. He's living there with his husband and his son. I have to imagine adopted because I don't think Eternals can have children. And go to him and he's like off the grid. He saw how his technology, his influence has made the world worse. He wants nothing to do with mankind except for his family. They tell him what's going on. They got to deal with the freaking deviants. It's all happening. But here's the problem. When Cersei went to Ajax, that thing popped out of Ajax, her ability to talk to Astrum, and it gave Cersei all the knowledge. That celestial impregnates the earth, puts his sperm in the middle of the earth like it's a womb. And in time, a celestial bursts out of the planet and destroys it. And the deviants were put here to destroy all the predators on this planet, but then they went kind of crazy. So then the Eternals were created to take care of the deviants. They were mainly just created to make a way for this planet to be destroyed. And the Eternals like, no, 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 we have to stop it. How do we stop a celestial? We can't stop a celestial. How do we stop a celestial? Then we find out Icarus, that, that mother, and Icarus, <laughs> he is down for the cause. He only has one goal, the reason why he was created. And he's the reason. He set Ajax up to die by deviants because he wants this thing to happen. So they pretty much fight, 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 fight. They're fighting Icarus. They got to stop this celestial being from being birthed out of the planet's womb and they pin down Icarus. Icarus sees the error of his ways. They all link up, giving Cersei enough power to turn the Celestial into pretty much marble, killing him. Astrum comes back like, y'all killed the Celestial? I'm going to go into your minds and I'll see if these people are worth saving. And if not, I'll be back to judge them. Then we're going forward. We got a little mid-credits thing here. We got like the, 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 the real, I forgot to mention her, but the really fast one, the Flash. She's like, they're all like on the ship or whatever. And then freaking Harry Styles and this troll rolls up. <laughs> Harry Styles, he's Thanos' brother. He's also an Eternal because pretty much there's Eternals on other planets doing the same exact thing they were supposed to do here. And a lot of them have defected. And like, we need to get your friends back. Boom. But then we get to the post-credits thing when we got freaking Jon Snow getting a sword because in the comic books he's the Black Knight and that sword basically makes him a hero and that sword in the comics has a curse to it which means the more you use it the more bloodlusty you get so it's one of those things you hear a voice in the background saying someone is want to ice skate uphill that is the best part <laughs> of the entire movie now he didn't say that but, but he was, meant it it was confirmed that that was Blade Mahershala Ali that's pretty much the Eternals guys what did you think Ugh, this there's a reason why this movie didn't do well in theaters can I ask you a question so the all the marketing was about the deviants, right? Yeah. The whole movie is led to be about the deviants. Then we get to the end fight, and the deviants are just like an afterthought because the fighting is within within everyone else. And the deviant who's become sentient and has like would have been a dope arc to be like, you know, I'm not really bad, I'm not really good, but you've been hunting my people, and now let's let's figure out how either we fight to the death or we do something. No, nope, we just gotta kill you so we can go on to to to, to the, a, a completely different story arc than what we've leading you to, to believe. Well, the, the deviant's the one who's actually trying to do the right thing the entire movie. He's the only yeah. one trying to do so the right the thing the entire movie. Deviant's a good guy? The Eternals are scumbags? Well, he's just trying to kill the Eternals. He's not trying no, to... No, he's trying to... He's trying to stop... He's trying to stop the emergence and no, kill the not. Eternals. How is he trying to they, stop they don't, the emergence? They weren't, they weren't there to kill the the Eternals, per se. They were just get there to kill life. Right. The, the, yes, the and Eternals. so he became... When he became more... And he wanted oh, revenge on the Eternals for killing for people, people, but not stopping not the just, emergence. Not just the Eternals. He wanted to go all the way up the food chain. No, but they would be stopping the emergence because they're, they're eating off humans, which are the food exactly. source for the Celestials. But, but I mean, by the end, his main goal 
was targeting the Eternals, which does not stop the emergence by that point. That was the first oh, step yeah. in his main goal. Well, he's late. He needs to hurry up because the emergence well, is happening today. <laughs> so I don't know how that would have been his goal. Um, so you didn't like it, Chris, I take it. I tried. I really wanted to. It was very, it seemed very big in scale, but something was missing and i don't That's, know what it was but it just seemed like it should have been like you, know, you have chloe uh it's like the, the visionary director and you think it's it feels like it's gonna be huge and it's just not i don't know it feels hollow mm. it, it, yeah. it was it was huge it was visionary and the cast was massive and the characters were cool and the effects were great the thing that kept feeling hollow to me was and marvel's got this track record now of pitting things against things so the story can evolve exponentially and we had just seen you know endgame mm. and this is the next big thing that's supposed to really start reestablishing the parameters of the world we think we live in and they introduce this set of people that are older than time i mean literally these guys aren't just 7000 years they've been on the planet they're millions of years cuz they've been doing this for however long they've been doing it right i mean so you're and this movie sets up this whole hierarchy that the cosmos as we know it these are the world forgers these are the people that create existence and so we're looking at a whole nother global threat for you know the planet we live on and it and it doesn't really feel like that by the end of the movie too to, to me it didn't you know by the end of the movie i didn't feel like the things that they had established in this film completely redefine a in it yes this guy's a bigger threat than thanos cosmically of course but it didn't feel like the magnitude of it was bigger than the events of thanos or something like that so, so we, we didn't get a fight from the celestial all the celestial did was stick his head and his hand above the water and then you know they fought internally i mean there would have been no way to fight this thing you know i mean right. you, you would you would need a cosmic you would need like like Silver Surfer or something or the Fantastic Four, something that deals with cosmic baddies. And granted, the Eternals are people that deal with cosmic baddies when you get to the like the comic reality of them. Um, but that's not what this film was. This film, you know, you had the, you know, the other thing that was problem with this film is it felt a little generic. You had yeah. generic Wonder Woman, you had generic Flash, you had generic Professor X, uh, X. you had generic you know superman. hulk you had all these yeah generic superman you had all these generic characters that felt a little generic even though they were specific for the content um i don't know it, you know this thing got uh like a 48 critic review and a 70 something fan review and i don't think it deserved a 48 that's that's preposterous the yeah. movie was not that bad um i wouldn't give it a 70 either i, I you know i think it's in the 80s easily but I it wasn't great the, i i i actually enjoyed the movie a lot and i think i enjoyed it a lot because i saw it on disney plus so i was already aware that it doesn't move the marvel meter meter you know i watched it like how we used to watch these movies a standalone superhero movie yeah. not an episode in a long series but it's and not by, a standalone but it kind of is like you don't need i didn't need to watch any of the mcu movies to watch this movie right and that then, makes it that makes it a standalone like and the, it would have been better if it for me, it would have been better if it was a standalone. Right. But 
Marvel's not going to do that. So this is the closest thing we get to it. So I appreciated that it felt like a standalone movie, that they didn't lean heavy on jokes every two seconds. Like it felt like the stakes mattered. I, I enjoyed the visuals. I liked that it didn't feel like your typical, like you said, the characters feel generic. And I would say they they do seem similar to things we saw. But to me, a lot of Marvel movies, especially the part ones feel generic. Doctor Strange is Iron Man. Ant-Man is Iron Man in a heist movie. It's like, it's all the same type of movies for the most part. And then eventually you build up to an end game or no way home and here it felt like i don't really know what's going to happen in the last fight it wasn't just some cgi fight in the sky with some nameless monster it was like this family's fighting each other so like the ideas were interesting to me it wasn't like your typical marvel fanfare and i kind of enjoyed that i enjoyed that it was different and i enjoyed that it didn't feel like you're just setting me up for another movie like i, I just have to watch this so i understand where the phase is going i agree except for when we got to the end of the movie then suddenly it felt like the whole thing was just setting me up for another movie. Another Eternals, but not another Marvel something. No, it felt Marvel something. I mean, they felt like they're trying to cross-pollinate cross this thing. Which, awesome. Good, and they should. But how? Well, the second you go, this is Thanos's brother. You know that they're trying to connect these. Stories. But I mean, I mean, once the movie ended, the post credits, that's what they do. But I mean, once the actual movie ended and Astrum held the Eternals and said, I'm, I'm taking you for judgment. It's like this thing ended different than any other Marvel movie ended. I don't know anyone who can honestly sit and and just cr- doo-doo all over this film. You had phenomenal acting. I don't know, phenomenal acting. You had good acting. Yeah. You had great special effects. The storytelling is pretty much what you'd expect in a, a big tentpole uh, hero flick. Um, it's not a bad film, but I agree with Chris. By the end of it, I, I sit there feeling like something was of the Marvel, missing. But do you think that's because we're so used to Marvel setting had, up like the, episodes? The, the, here's what I'm getting at. Yeah. The, the stakes of this film were so big, and yet somehow they didn't feel monumental. In theory, you're telling me that the event of this was larger than anything we've seen in any film. This thing is literally ripped the planet in half, life as we know it, existence as we know it. Also, spoiler alert for anyone listening. Sorry. Oh, for spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, but it, it somehow the stakes didn't feel that big by the end of it. And I think you're right. You know, what was nice about it was it did feel like a struggling family dynamic. And that worked. For was, Icarus to end up being the villain of the story actually worked but not, for But not like Loki the villain where all of a sudden no. he's just bad. He's like, he struggled with, you were dealing with faith in this movie. Like, what do you believe in? What is, what is mm. your faith? And then even Kamal, his character is like, I agree with Icarus, but I'm not going to fight my family. So you yes. have to deal with just different levels of belief and faith here and I think if this wasn't like an MCU property if this was like when Fox had their licenses and we didn't have an Endgame to compare it to like this is the next chapter after Endgame it would have been received way better but after Endgame starting of a phase you're looking at this thing like serve me well honestly I think you would have had a different ending if that was the case and the ending a lot of this movie kind of dropped the ball right at the end for me and I agree if this was a standalone film that wasn't hinging on the idea that 10 years down the road this got to play out to some sort of bigger dividends then maybe they would have stuck their landing a little better for me it felt like it was bumping against that like you can tell this movie wanted to be i don't want to say a dc movie but it had it had more gravitas than a lot of marvel movies especially the ones in their first outings and in the end i feel like it wanted to be much more of an emotional story but it still had to serve up the fan service like kit harrington's character freaking john snow in any other <laughs> studio 
he would have had a big problem being lied to this whole time. But since it's the MCU, we don't deal with that kind of conflict for so long. Like, you know, we kind of got to move on and make a give a wink to it. So I felt like this movie gave us something different and it was as good as it could have been within the MCU machine. And I and I love the MCU, but this is still, well, you got to see these guys team up with the Guardians eventually if it still goes on. Like, they still can't be their own. Of course. You know? Well, you know, it's they're the cosmic element of the thing. Um, And I didn't think Kit Harrington's character didn't make sense because especially by the time you get to the second post credit scene you realize what his secret was the no. whole time he was lying right but to find out your girlfriend who you want to move in with you is actually an alien immortal like you got it you got to do it that little but you got to right? <laughs> i mean wait wait but she went to like home depot i'm like why didn't you tell me i want to go i have a bigger problem than he did. yeah but you get put in perspective the entire film he he knew something was special about her did he? and even her yeah he but him saying are you a wizard he knows that these these beings exist on the planet to the scale and degree that she was that's crazy but that but that's the marvel thing it's the let's get past regular human response because we already we already already know but it was but you but you're forgetting you have to put him on the spectrum of superhero to him also lois lane <laughs> bugged out when she found out clark was superman they look but alike. The lowest, they, maybe, but maybe lowest. He's also a potential superhero that he's like, you know. Yes, racist. exactly. You know? He's got family history. That's why he's he's not judging her the same as a. You a would deep still powered. be shocked. It's not but, like. But the first. I'm sorry. No, the first scene we see them together in the hallway. He goes, "You got to tell me the truth. Are you a wizard or something? Do you have powers?" He's literally knows that, and and her best friend has been saying, "Yo, yeah, man." They put those enough. lines in there because they know they don't have enough time to give yes. him a real human response yes that's, they gotta but that's right that's it. why it's they cheap. put them in that's there that's a little cheap though yeah, it's a little maybe. cheap yeah, it's yeah. a little cheap jack you're a superhero to me but if you fly i'm gonna be like what oh <laughs> come on you're now. Superhero superhero to me, jack. yeah this is the nicest thing you ever said in a day rich you're superhero <laughs> to me too me too <laughs> what the hell <laughs> you're a superhero to me but if you fly <laughs> you're like what the heck <laughs> what the heck you can fly this whole time rich man what did you think <sighs> Let me tell you how hard it was to watch this movie. No, it wasn't hard. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it had it had its moments of just like meh, just like it was just it was just like whatever. Like those times. Good. All right, so here's my problem when I watch stuff at home. I'm usually on my phone, and you now have to keep my attention. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not bringing a, a level of um action, something that grabs me, like you know, I could watch Endgame at home all day, and I will watch it all the way through. Right? I can watch movies like that, and it will keep my attention no matter what. I could I could have watched the movie like 15 times, and I'll still watch it with the same attention span. As it's the first time I've ever, you know, sat in the movies to watch it. So this just didn't hold me. I didn't feel like there was a big, uh, like, importance to to the internals. Like, I get they were they were breaking it down and everything. Like, they were breaking it down with the, you know, they were they were the they were the watchers of the of the celestials and or whatever, or the, the watchers of, of humans given a task by the celestials, and they're all important, whatever, whatever. But it, it just didn't seem like it hold like a big. Uh... It just didn't feel big. It didn't feel. It just had the gra- like. It felt like there was no no. It just, I just didn't feel the consequences were going to be as strong where it should have but it just didn't feel as powerful as it should have right and especially with the whole you know they they sat there when the world was pretty much falling apart with with thanos and everything like that and they know they were nowhere to be found it's it's almost like it doesn't doesn't matter what happens with these guys it it, it, i I agree with 
comparison is it feels more like a standalone rather than you know something that belongs in the mcu like you can just watch this as, as his own movie and not as they, they could not even have, have talked about thanos not even like all right whatever they had their own little world ending thing but i've always thought about this you know with comic books and you know, you know the cartoons or whatnot always no matter where you go in the universe in any comic book universe there's always some world ending or universe ending event happening. always <laughs> like no matter what something's happening that the whole world or the universe is about to destroy or implode or something so it, it and it's just like one of those things that confirms you know the thanos thing was happening these guys are over here doing whatever it was they were doing they were doing nothing <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe they, they, they couldn't get involved, you know? I mean, and yeah, and with the, the boyfriend thing with Kit, I'd have been I'd have been more upset with that. I'm like, hold up. Like, I would have been mad that she was a superhero. I'd have been more mad like, wait, you're a superhero. You have powers and you didn't do anything with Thanos? Come on. Now, and, and honestly, that would have been a flashback I would have loved to see because they were on this earth living their life. And what is it like to see someone you love or a friend disappear with a snap and mm-hmm. you could have did something, you know? Or perhaps you were in New York and Iron Man saves you because you won't reveal who you are. Mm-hmm. Like just, I mean, but you know, that, that that's way more money and you gotta, you gotta bring in people. But I think it's a great standalone, man. I do. And I think that it gives us, we now know we can get a dope Galactus by how awesome Astrum looked with his hand. It's like, you guys know how to make y'all, yeah, I can tell you know. Yeah, you mean like something too. other than a giant fart cloud in the I sky? I think they're going to do better than that. And they went there. Like mm-hmm. Icarus literally committed suicide. You have a superhero, quotation mm-hmm. mark, commit suicide at the end of a movie. In an MCU movie. Yeah. Whoa. Didn't see that coming. Is he the yeah. bad guy? Saw that coming. He's going to find himself into the sun because he doesn't deserve to live? Well, wow. and he's Icarus. And right? he's Icarus. So are you fulfilling the prophecy? Flying too close to the sun. And then you have Fina. So you kind of like dealing with mental illness in a superhero. I'm like, so there's things here that I was like, wow, I didn't, you guys let this director like take some leeway here and do something different. I liked it. Chris is so, so Jack yep. thinks it was good, but it could have been better. A little bit of hollow. Rich was bored and he was on his phone. I was. Now, what I do like, what I do like, the little detail was um with uh, Astrum. It's just showing his like his age. Like you mm. saw him, like he looked like he was deteriorating. And I was like, yeah. oh. Ah. Little things like that caught my eye. How old? Right, because these celestials. And how small they were in front of him. Like how massive these things are. Visually, this thing was like very pretty, pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. Yes. What shirt are you rocking today, Rich? Oh, I mean, little Brooklyn Nine Nine. (laughs) (laughs) About it. All right. So we dealt with a very heavy superhero drama with some laughs. But let's get into a superhero TV show that is all laughs with Let's enough to Spoil the first three episodes of The Peacemaker. We are here at Peacemaker. And spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Suicide Squad. But basically, Peacemaker gets shot in the neck. And in the post-credit scenes revealed, he's alive in the hospital. In this show, he wakes up in the hospital. Let me tell you about the rules of this world. Stab wounds, gunshot wounds, you can walk them off. It's no big deal. Accept oh, yeah. those rules, you'll be fine. If you can't accept those rules, this is not the show for you. So he wakes up in the hospital. Very funny right off the bat with the doctor and then talking to the, the janitor and they're going back and forth about being honest with each other. But basically, he gets recruited by like this subset of, of, of Amanda Waller's like Task Force X. And basically, you got two people there 
who were in the Suicide Squad. They were in the offices. They were the ones that kind of like knocked Amanda Waller out so they can stop the giant starfish. So they're there. We have this handler there who's like very mysterious. And then we have... Um, Danielle Brooks is her real name. She was yes. a gorgeous new black. She's a great actress. Black. Amazing actress. Juilliard. She's there and she seems like the fish out of water. Like, she doesn't know what's going on. But then there's things about it that make us go, you seem like you know more than you're letting on. Basically, they're there to stop the butterflies, right? Who are the butterflies? How do we stop the butterflies? What are they? They won't tell Peacemaker. Peacemaker goes to visit his dad because he needs to get his sidekick eaglet. His dad's a jerk, racist, sexist, make America great again. And hysterical, flat out hysterical. (laughs) And he's been making Peacemaker's gear. And you can tell that they have a hard relationship, but they still manage to say, these guys love each other in their own toxic way masculine way basically peacemaker is out here they have a rendezvous they give him the files but he's been in prison man and he's jones in the four bones in so oh, he's yeah. at the bar <laughs> trying to get with one of the women he works with that doesn't work he sees another woman across the bar they make eyes and immediately they bump uglies and it wouldn't be peacemaker rich without getting a shot of john cena in his tidy whities tidy whities he is jamming on the one and she turns out to be this we don't really know what she is. It's a butterfly. butterfly. The butterfly. She starts we'll just, beating. We'll just call her metahuman. She's a metahuman. She's beating the crap out of him. There's no way he can handle it. He pretty much jumps out of the window. It should have broke something. He doesn't. He gets his helmet and he pretty much evaporates her, obliterates her. He Sonic goes back boom. inside because he has to get the file. But she got some dope records, right? <laughs> He just starts taking way too much stuff. His team comes to pick him up. Big shootout with the cops. FYI, how did those records not get busted? Same reason, same way he didn't get busted. Reasons, Jack. (laughs) Reasons, Jack. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So he gets picked up. They're going. They're like, "We tell me what this is." They won't still tell him what the butterflies are. They said, "Here's your next mark." He's a senator, and you got to kill the kids too if they turn out to be butterflies. Like, you want me to kill? What the children? He's like, I thought you said you'd do anything for peace. So we get an idea of he's not really about what he says he is for real. It's not easy for him to kill women and children. So much so when he had the sniper viper at the house, he could have took the shot and he had a hard time taking the shot. And then we got this freaking gecko lizard martial artist out here. Lays them all the ways. Prior to this, we bump into Vigilante. His best friend? Question mark. Only friend? Who's down for the cause. But at least there's a superhero out here, Jack, who honors his secret identity, who takes it seriously. Serious. Seriously. (laughs) I I appreciated the fact that he takes it seriously. He's out there out here fighting. They pretty much get abducted. They go inside. They're in like the basement. His team has to go in there after him. We find out that Leota, played by Daniel Brooks, that's her name, is the daughter of Amanda Waller, and she's sent there to keep an eye on things, which is very interesting. I thought it was weird because the way Amanda Waller was talking to her, she just has so much empathy and love. I'm like, why yeah. are you not just being a jerk to her? Right. It's her daughter. They go inside. They save Peacemaker. They save Vigilante. They kill the guy, not before we see an actual butterfly fly out of his busted-up skull. That's pretty much a very, very rough brief Peacemaker. I loved it. This is my jam. You know what I love? I love the opening freaking credits. Oh, dude, you want to taste it? (laughs) It's just fun, man. So the opening credits, for those of you who haven't seen the content, we just spoil it for you, is the cast just doing a dance on stage. A well-choreographed, pretty long dance. That's the entire opening credits. (laughs) 
It's one of those things you watch once or twice, but you're really happy you saw it. Guys, I love this show, man. It's right up my alley. I thought John Cena is amazing. He has the perfect, not deadpan, not straight guy, but seems like he should be, but completely inappropriate, funny, childlike, but also a psychopath all at the same time. Yeah. But has no, like takes everything literally, almost like Drax. And the other thing that was really nice is he was really emotionally affected by the events of uh, the movie. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, he's bothered by the death of Rick Flag. Yeah. Really Rick Flag saying Flag. that Peacemaker, what a joke, like destroyed his whole belief system. Just phenomenal yeah. that, that that that's in there. Yes. I got to agree with Lawrence, man. This content, I wasn't really expecting to be all about it, but I'm actually, I'm all about it. Even the first... The opening scene where he's sitting in the he's sitting with his ass hanging out in the hospital gown talking to the janitor about how Aquaman's a fish effer. <laughs> Rich, this is really up your alley. This is way up my alley, first of all. All right. And uh, let's spoil some stuff. Um, let's talk about how his father is like the head of like a white supremacist group like he's like yeah, a, a white dragon like yeah, yeah. Like, almost like, like peacemaker wow. was made for the white supremacist agenda yeah and, like he's yeah, like that i'm not right? about that he but says let's, right. o- let's let's also talk about what is going on in his father's uh closet right oh, it's like, like a like a pocket dimension or something it looks like pocket, apocalypse a little bit Ooh. yo with with crazy tech is it, right. it's a pocket dimension that opens to uh, futuristic tech that I haven't even seen in any of the movies. Yes. I mean, this is crazy, the kind of tech they have. in his helmet. Oh, man, was was funny. This one will give you scabies. Why would I want scabies? <laughs> Every man should have scabies. <laughs> so, no, like, like, Bill's character. The, Yo, Bill's character. The, the dad's <laughs> relationship is just hysterical, where they're literally sitting at the table, and Peacemaker's trying to relate to his dad, so he's telling the dad about how Bloodshot had this rat phobia when he was tortured, <laughs> and his dad uh, is just starts laughing in the most maniacal way. And then he goes, he's not the one that shot you, is he, son? It's real going. sad, right? It just gets it's real so sad. Quiet. I really hope that secret layer plays out, though. I mean, that got me almost. It has to. His whole thing has like, to play. Who is this guy? Yeah, like, and who, who was he now? before? And who was he before? Because then they hint at that. You know who his dad was. So now I wasn't. Made, so his dad was peacemaker first, like a racist, like a super racist. I don't like, know if he was peacemaker. Did he pass the mantle down? That's what it seems like. That's why I think with what they're insinuating. He can just build yeah, his, his tech. His dad was the White Dragon. They t- they said who his dad is. Yeah, yeah but that is the White but his Dragon. His dad also always had, but his dad also he's got to be on some superhero spectrum, you know? Yeah, I imagine because he's building tech that don't exist. Is he building <laughs> it, or is he? Or does he have access to it? Is he like I got the impression he built the helmet. I don't know. So then he built that pocket dimension layer. I mean, what I don't know if it was a pocket. Well, I mean, he like said he said that he built the helmets because when he when he saw all the helmets, he was like, I didn't build these because you were locked up. I just, right, I built it before you got locked up. Yeah, right. Um, so I think he's like I want to say a super genius, but like he's smart. Like he 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 has the ability or at least the technology to build like this high this high uh this high end freaking layer. Yeah, like it's pretty crazy. And like I I really I'm really interested in seeing his if they if they even do like flashbacks of it of just how he was as a I super. I hope so. And then Peacemaker was not the uh, the villain that he he imagined him to be, or the hero he, he imagined him to be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, depending on, what, depending on which, which way you want to look at it. But yeah. Hero, yeah. His dad is like, get rid of the blacks. And the- 
Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, that yeah. exchange he had with the with the with the Asian. Oh, the uh, <laughs> oh man! Now, get out of here, oh. chopsticks. Okay, fork. Why'd you call me a fork? Fork? Because it's no fork. You should have said spoon. Like a baby uses a spoon, but everybody uses a fork. And those use spoon. The dialogue. I love the banter. I love they found actors who can just all riff with each other. And I especially love John Cena and Danielle Brooks. You know, Leota and um, Peacemaker's relationship. It's like for some reason they get each other. Like outside of the diner when they were just standing there and he's telling her like i got a big <laughs> she's like i didn't need to know that but he's like no it is a problem it hurts uh, it's really big <laughs> I, I, I hurt I, a lot I, of people i, I physically hurt people, people. <laughs> and, but she's like okay with his brand of like craziness i i i, I think that's a fun friendship. honestly i was there. expecting a slightly bigger package when he was in his tidy whities after that dialogue you the ball for that guy? <laughs> talking about i abstain from this conversation <laughs> what are you talking about right now you see the heart was... in that game <laughs> <laughs> oh my big yeah, but i was expecting to like see him again snow comic book fans you can't <laughs> please rich it's just, i mean really it's, you can't please <laughs> Jack, Jack, like, that's how big he is jack's <laughs> like i love the series but there's just one issue i have here he's not big enough <laughs> It's just not big enough. <laughs> balls just weren't, they just weren't doing it for me. Nope. Oh, man. Uh, what I also love about this, and I give props to John Cena, I know he has a stunt double, but much like The Rock, when you're that big and that specific looking, it's kind of hard to find a stunt double that looks like you. So you end up doing a lot of your own stunts to mm-hmm. match. And as John Cena is a wrestler, and I can tell some of those, uh, so those, those uh, they call it uh, those takedowns and those, you know, dropping to his back stuff is stuff that he probably did on his own. Yeah. You're not finding a guy that looks like that a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so just knowing that he's 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 funny, he's at, he like he's the full package here, which is he's he's really perfect for this role. Yeah, um, I don't, I've got mixed feelings on Cena in certain things he's been in, but he's perfect for this role. Dude, dude. Um, what do you guys think is because we're in such a weird place, right? Like DC, I think is amazing with their standalone stuff, but the shared universe part is where it kind of gets a little wonky. And here, Peacemaker's still in a shared universe. Yeah, Wait, but can I make a comment about the shared universe real quick? They acknowledge the existence of Batmite. That's digging deep yeah, into deep. That's what I was gonna floor. say. Like they talk about Batmite. It's a shared universe, but it's stand it's it's standalone. Right. It's totally standalone content, but they well, that's what made fun about it him talking about aquaman him talking about batmite him talking about this larger world that we all want to be a part of and but more importantly we want to know it exists but since this is still the dceu when he talks about aquaman that is jason momoa he's making fun of well we know that yes. there's it is yeah it is which is yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> which is because even like dc does really great like even the first wonder woman movie is part of the universe but it was a great standalone joint like they do really great standalone alone not part of episodes movies that so happen to wrap around well that's team up was just, a great team up the other cut we were, wait, so we were all waiting for it we we're all waiting for jack to like, yep. <laughs> like no I'm the not... snyder cut was a great team up I yeah mean, it took a few years and took several hours but there we go man, it worked out in the end yeah so I, I wonder with the butterflies is it gonna be like a hawkeye kind of grounded enough for peacemaker to make sense are we getting freaking intergalactic apocalypse with this it can go yeah. either way I think with the tone of the show, it can go really, really, really south and it still work because it's just so ridiculous and so like off the wall. It could they work. can Rick and Morty this thing. Like he can end I up think, on another planet and it'll be fine. 
I think they're going to. I think they're going to have to. I mean, consider what their last villain was, Starro, you know? I mean, the last time we saw Cena go up against something was the Starro thing, which is intergalactic. Um, and we're already, this butterfly thing, it's not a butterfly. I mean, it's an alien of some kind that's eating people from the inside out to control them. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. weird when the senator held them captive. He almost was like, who are you people? Almost like you murdered my family. Like he had a he had a hint of empathy on him. He had a hint of humanity on him, which made it well, interesting. Because it was still mm. his. What I was confused of was they shot the other three of them and they all seemed to actually die. Yeah. But he got shot in the face with a shotgun and then the butterfly came out of his face anyways. For all we know, the butterfly came out of them. And huh. since it's Amanda Waller, we don't know these butterfly people are bad. Like, right. well, and the and we don't know that they're not government engineered. Yep. Right. Because you another one of her mistakes that got loose. Yeah, but like these butterflies in these... Okay, but the last thing we saw was they showed us a picture of the Earth and then they had like, you know how Professor X watched in the Cerebro and he's able to identify all the mutants? We yeah. literally saw red dots covering so much of the earth, identifying that these are butterflies. Can I tell you what they did? And it's not the same thing, but it kind of is. They gave a big F you to Marvel's secret invasion and was like, yeah, we're doing it first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't know who's who. You might just see so-and-so pop up here and find out he's been a butterfly this whole time, Marvel. My only real problem was um, the fact that he had that. <laughs> The, uh, the 50 cal and shot the wife and it didn't go through and kill the husband. Yeah, I thought I was it was. That too. I thought it was no. going to go through. Yeah, it, it should have. It should have just passed through that and the rest yeah. of the building. But this is still right. a show where he got stabbed in the shoulder with a knife and fell three stories out of a building. Yeah, but he's a metahuman. Rich is talking about a gun bullet shooting through yeah. one head, through the next head, and going through the rest this, of the house. This is a gun that they use when they say, fuck you, the cover you're behind, and everything behind you. Right, right. but, but it's some, a series where human beings can walk away from falling out of a building. So sometimes, But sometimes though, when you have such a high Cena, velocity Cena round... in this isn't human anymore. He's He is on the metahuman spectrum. Is he? Yeah. yeah. The way he was totally. jumping from floor to floor, just getting yeah, yeah. busted up. He got stabbed multiple times. Wait, wait, hold on. So is he a metahuman or like in the realm of this show? Nah, because his, his, he's, he's all healed up. No, he's not. He's, they had to stitch him up. I know, but like he heals clearly. I got the sense nah, he heals faster. Than it can go either way. It can be one of those things like, how does Batman outrun gunfire? Because in I this guess. series, he can. Yeah, I <laughs> guess. I, I don't know. Can we? Can we backtrack for a second? Did it take you guys out in uh, Eternals when because Johnson they were was too small? Oh, what? Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that too. When they were talking about Superman. Yeah. No, I loved it. But how does that make sense in them? Like Superman is a comic book in the Marvel. Yeah, it's definitely a comic book. In the Marvel He's a comic book. He's Superman a work of fiction. Fake. You know what's funny? Because on the CW on the Flash, they make references to Marvel all the time, as if they're their comic book mm -hmm. <laughs> all the time. They'll say Hulk smash, or did you read that, that Thor? Like they'll they're like. It doesn't exist. It's fake here. I thought that was kind of fun. It was interesting. It's kind of fun. And I like that they got ahead of it in Eternals, where it's like, we know he's like Superman. As a matter of fact, oh, they had comments to. on it. They had to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it didn't take me out. If I, that, that felt like the most Marvel thing Moment. to me. Yeah, that made, make so. fun. It was it was good to me. Um, All right, back to Peacemaker. Back to Peacemaker. Do you think Do you think we can get Idris Elba in here down the line? Can we get a blood sport? Like cameo? Bloodshot. That would be dope. Yeah. Bloodshot. Blood. Blood. What is he? Blood. Blood bullets. <laughs> Bloodshot. Blood sport. 
Blood Rich would know. Rich would know. There you go. Um, it's John claude Van Damme. <laughs> this might be, this is where DC excels, man. And they just need to keep, like, they don't have a Disney polished PGG rated mandate. And since we don't know what's going to happen with Deadpool now that he's Disney, although they said it's going to be rated R, like, we'll see what they do with it. But they can, like, lean into this stuff. They no, they're just, already like, leaning into this dude, stuff. Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Yo, for anyone who's unclear of, the Peacemaker HBO series is adult content. It is. It <laughs> is. They're going to be is. a whole lot of butt crack, and they're going to be a whole lot of brain spill. Look, I'm just glad that this thing was good, because I felt like DC's had a lot of misses. Especially no, trying to look, build- I got to stop this. It it's hasn't, true. though. It's 50 50. 50 is a lot, brother. Shazam successful. Aquaman broke the box office. Wonder Woman broke the box office. Actually, Man of Steel was a bit like, yes, as good as as good as Marvel films. Y'all see one end game and you romanticize the whole freaking thing. But that ain't true. But you know what I did see? I did see Spider Man No Way Home. Yes. You saw you saw the culmination of 10 years right. of Spider-Man movies. All I'm, I'm saying, all I'm saying is I'm just glad this is it this delivered because I'm just glad because it with this be with this doing well with DC struggling to build their universe, they left a lot of projects on the table. So we got a lot of projects, a lot of projects we were supposed to get, we didn't get because they weren't able to get the kind of response they got from the from the fans. But with this, this is good. I think what I've seen so far, people are liking it. So hopefully this brings more content for us, more good content. They're not gonna abandon it. We know what uh, else they did right is um this the suicide squad the kind of reboot Suicide Squad worked so well at James Gunn behind the thing and they brought him in for this. He's yeah, the one yeah. writing and directing this thing and the tone works. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'll say this. If you didn't like the rebooted Suicide Squad, you are not going to like this. And if you liked that, you are going to love this. Agree. Yeah. Agree, yeah. Well, that's what we got for Peacemaker, man. I can't wait to see more. And honestly, it's one of those shows where even if the plot goes south, even if it winds up making no sense, yeah. if they keep up the fun and the funny, that's it. That's I don't care. That's all he's delivered. I don't know what Deadpool 2 was about, really, but it was funny than the mug. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> so that's it. Thumbs up for uh, Peacemaker. We want to see more. Four thumbs up. Recommendation time. So, so I based my recommendation list on a uh, on, uh, kind of the theme of Eternals, of stuff that was supposed to be mind blowing that kind of fell a little bit short. That's all right to not that great. A movie that was supposed to be blockbusters that kind of didn't deliver. Sounds like number one, which. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great well, recommendation. Well, but, but, but anyone but, wants it, to waste their time. <laughs> Number one, which I actually I actually really liked was Cowboys and Aliens with with Daniel Craig. They thought it was going to be this huge thing. It didn't it didn't do well in the box office, but I thought it was still a good time. It's something that, like Eternals, you're glad you watched it, but you may be glad you didn't pay for it. Mm, I'll give you that one. I didn't yep. see it. Number two, R.I.P.D. with Ryan Reynolds okay. and uh, Jeff Bridges. It was a good time. It was all right. Again, glad I watched it. Glad I didn't pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Missed yep. that one, too. <laughs> Number three is The Mummy with Tom Cruise, which, oh. was, which, 
which was the oh, yeah. launching point for the Dark Universe, which was all right. It was good. It was worth watching. Maybe not again, but it was worth watching at least once. And then number four, which is this one is, I left this for last because this was the biggest disappointment of that. This was the biggest disappointment I've ever seen in the theaters was Fantastic Four. With, and four uh, sticks. Teller. <laughs> it was... When, when the when the when the fight was over, I was like, okay, that's it. Like this this is really what's happening now. This is what they're giving us, and it was the biggest disappointment I've seen in the theaters. You know what's but, funny about that is I watched that movie and I was excited to watch that movie based off the trailers, and I don't remember anything about it. Good, you that 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 that's trauma in your brain is doing that. Uh, your brain is protecting yourself, <laughs> protecting itself. <laughs> exactly. So those are my list of movies that we had high expectations but didn't really deliver, but maybe worth one watch. Man, can uh, I give an honorable mention? And please it hurts do. My heart too. Batman v Superman. Yeah, you're supposed mm-hmm. to really set up this thing, Marvel. and because of that, Warner Brothers stopped trusting Zack Snyder, and then the whole thing kind of, and then you know he had his tragedy, and uh, everything kind of fell apart. But yeah, yeah, there was high hopes for that. Batman v Superman literally had Batman driving around in the Batmobile, running over people, and they, <laughs> they killed Jimmy Olsen, Jack, and they killed Jimmy Olsen in the first ten minutes of the movie with him getting so shot. No recourse, no nothing, just bam. Yeah, what a great film. I loved it actually. It was fantastic. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but that's our episode, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please like, download, subscribe, tell a friend about it, leave a review. It helps the algorithm. Find us on social media. We're three brothers and a shot of milk. We're dropping content nearly all day, every day. But come back. We're going to talk some more fun stuff. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. Latest. Later.